I know I've been talking a lot about Georgia State this week, so I figured it was time for me to bring on one of Georgia State's own to talk about what we could expect from the Georgia State Panthers this weekend against South Carolina. Locked on Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for daily headlines and potential storylines on your favorite South Carolina Gamecock sports teams. I'm your host, Andrew Lyon, and as always, thank you for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts daily. And as I mentioned in the cold open for today's show, I'm going to go behind enemy lines as I will be talking with PantherTalk.com's Ben Moore, who is an expert analyst on the 24-7 Sports Affiliate website for Georgia State, to get an idea of what this Georgia State Panther team is bringing heading into this Week 1 matchup against our South Carolina Gamecocks. I'll be asking him, of course, about Coach Sean Elliott and the progress he's made at Georgia State. We'll also talk a little bit about their rushing attack and pass rush. And at the end, I'll ask him where he thinks Georgia State could exploit the Gamecocks and vice versa regarding the Gamecocks with Georgia State. I think y'all are really going to enjoy this interview. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get on right into it with our conversation with Ben Moore. Gamecock Nation, I'm pleased to be joined by expert analyst for PantherTalk.com, which is Georgia State's 24-7 sports affiliate website, Ben Moore. Ben Moore has been covering the Georgia State Panthers for a good while now in his career. Ben, I thank you so much for joining me on today's show, the first edition of Behind enemy lines for the locked on game cox podcast for the 2022 football season yeah man thanks for having me andrew appreciate it appreciate you having me on and uh excited it's finally here right uh we got through the little appetizer there week zero a few games and uh now we're here to week one where the rubber meets the road oh yeah absolutely it's one of the it's the longest eight months of my life honestly from january all the way up into september waiting for college football to come back but let's go ahead and get uh into the georgia state panthers because from an outside perspective there seems to be a lot of reasons for optimism for georgia state you won seven out of your last eight games in 2021 including your bowl game against ball state you broke the school record for wins overall in 2021 with eight wins and a lot of those pieces from that team seem to be coming back this year so based on all this ben what is the overall pulse of the program heading into this season definitely expectations are very high as you mentioned you know that this team closed um you know very very strong uh six six and one their final seven games after really just you know kind of a, a really rough uh non-conference schedule uh last season you open up against a very tough army team at home um and just get blasted by you know north carolina in week two on the road um in a game that really fell apart I mean, it was a, basically a touchdown game near the half and just completely you know sam howell went crazy um in that game and and um but i, I think you know Coach Elliott and his staff knew they had a good good team. They just needed basically to kind of pick up the pace. He made some changes basically there in week three, made a change of quarterback uh, and starting Darren Granger, who will start in, in Columbia on Saturday, uh, made some changes on the uh, on the offensive side of the ball as well, new running backs and different things like that, concerning Tucker Gregg, who uh, will get the start uh, there in Columbia on Saturday night. And uh, you mentioned it. I mean, uh, you, you have a multitude of starters back. I did see this, the stat a few weeks ago. This is the third straight season 
that Georgia State will return 15-plus starters from the previous year. So a very experienced group, very deep group. Um, You don't have that a lot, truly, in the group of five ranks. Um, A lot of times, too, when you go down the two deep, you're dealing with guys who are inexperienced and or potentially redshirt freshmen at a lot of group of five schools. But because of the NCAA COVID rules uh, with guys coming back, the Panthers have super seniors. Yet again, there's nine super seniors who will take the field. Uh, Several of them will get the start on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Uh, They've run this scheme, especially on the defensive side of things, uh, since they've been here uh, with D.C. Nate Fuquay, who is a, uh, you know, is a Nate Woody disciple, uh, who's now the D.C. up there at Army, um, guy that runs a 3-4 kind of attacking scheme. And they're excited about both sides of the football, to be honest. And uh, this is what I've continued to kind of say throughout spring and fall with everyone coming back and announcing they're coming back. This is an elite rushing team. You know, they were number eight in the country last year in rushing offense per game. They have a dual-threat quarterback in Granger. Uh, they will run the football. They, they put up 257 yards on Auburn last year, over 200 yards against uh, Tennessee in 2019 with three rushing touchdowns. This team will want to run the football, and that's going to be the, the game plan again on Saturday against the Gamecocks. Right, and you know, it's interesting how many parallels there are between Georgia State and South Carolina in terms of the optimism and the momentum that both programs seem to have heading into this coming season. And you mentioned the rushing attack, so I want to go ahead and ask you about that real quick, because when I looked up the numbers just a day or two ago, it absolutely blew me away, the numbers y'all had as a team. Your top three rushers combined for 2,615 rushing yards between quarterback Darren Granger and both running backs Tucker Gregg and Javias Williams, who, of course, Gamecock fans are quite familiar with. So my question with you uh, regarding the running back unit or the rushing attack is, what makes Georgia State's rushing attack so good? And in particular, how has former Gamecock Javias Williams helped this offense overall? Yeah, just all starts up front, right? And line of scrimmage, it's ultimately football's not a terribly difficult game, right? It's a line of scrimmage game. If you can dictate and move another man uh, from his spot and, and you know, kind of impose your will, as we know. I mean, Sean Elliott was was an offensive line coach there in South Carolina for Coach Steve Spurrier, and, and he said very early when he got to campus in Atlanta, uh, this program will run the football uh, and you know, we'll do it under him. And really the style under uh, previous OC Brad Glenn and now really under Trent McKnight who came – uh, was promoted from the offensive, uh, you know, the wide receiver room, basically to take over that. Um, there is some semblance of wanting to get more balanced, but, you know, this this offense runs the ball 65% of the time. They, they want to run the football. Um, they want to run, you know, basically uh, up the middle, counters and, and, and traps, and they, they want to have guys. They have very athletic offensive linemen. I think you will see that uh, on Saturday, guys that can get out in space you know, that are 300, 320 pounds that can really move and pull and, and, and go different directions. You're also going to see some misdirection uh, at times to try to you know get the defense to office office hinges a little bit, where you'll see you know three four wide receivers on the field running different directions, motion uh, tight ends. You know, there's a lot of different formations in this offense to really kind of try to identify that weakness and find out where the imbalance is to to pop that. Um, but to answer your second question, yeah, Jamias Williams has elite speed, um, not not the speed that a lot of Sun Belt programs can brag about. Um, you know, he's gotten progressively better at his time, you know, switching from defense to offense. Uh, he, he was a guy kind of in year one where super straight line speed guy, um, you know, you know, get, get kind of grabbed or, you know, going through this line of scrimmage and, uh, you know, kind of get, get kind of knocked down that way from a linebacker point of view. 
he's really worked on his balance and strength in the in the last year. Uh, really seen him, you know, not go down at first contact, being able to to use kind of his elusiveness and get out in space and being that one-two punch, kind of the thunder and the lightning. Uh, there, Tucker Gregg's a big, big time, two hundred and twenty pound uh, running back from North Georgia and Murray County. Uh, if, if you know SEC fans, if you're familiar with, you know, Peyton Hillis used to play at Arkansas. Um, guy that you know that, that has deceptively fast. You know he knocked off two forty plus runs against Auburn last year. Um, you know kind of the power in the Panthers and Jamias is kind of that one too. So kind of Tucker Greg is the guy that kind of pounds you. Uh, then you have you know Jamias who can pop one either up the middle or pop it outside. And, and I'm really excited to see Jamias uh, from from early reports from spring and fall that that he's going to have the the ball in his pat in his hands in the passing game as well. Um, you know, just guys getting him in space. And that's something that, you know, Coach McKnight wants to do in kind of the next steps there. But it really does start all, you know, offensive line. Um, you know, they kicked their left tackle, Travis Glover, into guard, which I think you almost improved two positions at the same time. Uh, he was a very solid left tackle. Move him to left guard, which is probably his position at the next level, uh, being about six five and a half and 330 pounds. Uh, move a guy in there by the name of Bryson Broadway, uh, who's played a lot of football in his career as well. He took advantage of the FCS rule playing in the spring and the summer. So uh, in, in one calendar year, I think he played 16 games uh, for Eastern Illinois. So uh, he, he's he's not going to shy away. And then also you have a redshirt freshman who started at right tackle, Montavious Cunningham, uh, just out of Athens, uh, there in, uh, down there in Bulldog country, basically. Uh, but he's a big dude as well, you know, well over 300 pounds and uh, going to anchor that that line. But in, interior, uh, Columbia native Malik Sumter is the center. Uh, he, he's super excited about coming home. Uh, you know, we asked him pretty early how many tickets he's going to have to request to get in the building. And he said it's uh, he's going to try to gobble up as many as he can. But that's another thing about this roster, man. I mean, Coach Elliott recruits the state of South Carolina very well. There's 20 scholarship players uh, on the roster that will be making the trek, as well as five from Columbia. So uh, it, you, there should be should be some Panther blue and white scattered amongst the, 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 uh, the red there in Williams-Price. Absolutely. And as we've touched on, Sean Elliott is going to be such an intriguing storyline for this game. And I'm going to ask Ben Moore, PantherTalk.com, a couple of questions about Sean Elliott and what he's done with Georgia State's program in just a few moments. But before I do that, I do need to pass along a message from our sponsors over at Bet Online, who are the sponsors, of course, for today's interview. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check out all of your betting needs, where you can find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games, along with reviews and news of every league, including the NFL, college football, Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, combat sports, golf, and yes, even esports as well. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering needs, including live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered wherever you need them. So be sure to head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn the latest about the trends and action because Bet Online is where the game starts. Welcome back to today's special edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day. Now, Ben, obviously a big reason for the program's recent success over at Georgia State could be pointed to the head man in Sean Elliott. He's had three seasons of seven or more wins at Georgia State, three straight winning seasons, which I believe is the first time in the program's history that they've done that. And he's also had four bowl appearances and three bowl victories in his time in Atlanta. So for someone who had never been a head coach before 2017, He's had a ton of success, but 
it seems like Sean Elliott doesn't get enough credit for what he's done with Georgia State's football program. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think it's it's a continuation ultimately that, you know, as he's progressing this this program forward and, and let's, you know, not get it twisted. This is a 13 year old program, right? So you have basically a middle schooler with with some of these programs that have been around for for over 100 years. You know, they're they're in the state. Um, you know, where the University of Georgia has played since the 18, late 1800s, Georgia Tech the same way. Um, so they you know, are we're trying to find their footing as a new program does um, in a very crowded sports market as well. And, and Coach Elliott, you know, came here and said, look, the DNA has to shift here. You ultimately need to understand, um, you know, that they he wants to basically have a winning product because I, I've said it many times and, and I've you know been been in the city of Atlanta since 1995, been a fan of Atlanta sports much longer than that. But um, ultimately, you have to have a winner to attract the attention. You got to start there, as we've seen with yeah. the pro sports and college sports. Um, you got to have an exciting style of play. And I think, you know, Coach Elliott, certainly on the offensive side of the ball, and now really the last few years on the defensive side of the ball, um, have continued to get get very solid. Um, and, and also you need star players, right? You had guys you need, need to kind of make that next step um, and get to the next level. And, and Georgia State now can brag several NFL players on, on roster starting to dot now, um, you know, under the previous coach in Trent Miles and now with Sean Elliott and bringing the talent level continuing up. But, you know, I, I think for him, I mean, overall, his record is 30 and 30. It's not going to jump off the page to maybe a power five uh, program or fans and things like that. But knowing, you know, basically where this program was just really you know, before he took over, um, you know, there was, you know, basically, you know, he's got the two and 10 season in there as the second year when, when really the roster really kind of was made over in, in a major way. And the, the roster quite honestly got very, very young quickly on them. And, and um, but you, you remove that portion of it. You're right. I mean, going, going to bowl games, not just going, showing up, but winning and, and winning in a major way. I mean, that, that beat down last year at Ball State was, you know, we pretty much knew the game was over at the first quarter. I mean, it, it, that, that team was completely overmatched. Uh, and credit to Sean Elliott and his staff because they've had to absorb uh, losses, which happened at the group of five level. When you have success, you lose guys. I mean, he lost his offensive coordinator, Brad Glenn, to Virginia Tech promotes uh, Josh Stepp, who, of course, his brother is on the South Carolina staff there uh, in Columbia, uh, lose him to Louisville. Um, he goes and joins, uh, you know, Scott Satterfield's staff there at Louisville. And uh, he loses his defensive line coach, former uh, former Gamecock defensive lineman Travian Robertson goes to Tulane, loses O line coach Amanda um, Gavi to Tulane as well, and just keeps you know kind of plugging away, man. So um, you know that's the other side about being a head coach and being an executive of the program is is going out not only recruiting good players and great and to fit your scheme, but recruit coaches as well and maintain that. So um, I think you know certainly you know deserves a ton of credit for what he has built and what he continues to go and. and um, you know, he, he's recruiting South Carolina very strong, continuing to you know build in, in the metro Atlanta areas. We know everyone recruits in the metro Atlanta area and there's just fantastic high school talent, uh, but also being picky and choosy in the portal. You know, going and getting guys like Jamias Williams, bringing him home. Uh, he plays high school ball north of the city, going and finding guys basically who, who may have gone to other programs like Josias Creedle, who who, uh, who will play plenty, uh, who went down to UCF, who's who's from about an hour south of the city of Atlanta, wanted to play closer to home in front of parents and things like that. So Sean's done a really good job of kind of building that. And I think the next step for this program and, and really for him and his staff is just you know, being able to handle true expectations, right? You know, with the new made over Sun Belt, when you got Marshall coming in, you got Old Dominion, Southern Miss, uh, James Madison. Um, you know, several of those programs are very good and have been very good and has some success. So now it's on Georgia State to take that next step 
and uh, for Sean, obviously, to get on a national radar and uh, and be a candidate for much bigger jobs. And and uh, you know, I think it's it's a scenario too where uh, many fans kind of bristle at that. Where hey, you're you're going to lose a head coach and different things like that. But that's that's just the progression. That's just just the natural part of being uh, a Sun Belt program at this point. You know, you're not going to be able to. To, to you know, double a, a guy's salary potentially, or you know, you've seen the losses in the league with Billy Napier leaving Lafayette uh, down there, in Louisiana, and, and uh, going uh, going to Florida. You've seen that kind of the, the coaching train there. Uh, like as I mentioned a little bit earlier, Satterfield leaving App State and going to Louisville. So that does happen. You need some coaching transition, and, and I'm sure probably it's it's eventually a goal of Sean Elliott. Is, is you know you want want to get bigger. He he was an interim coach at South Carolina. He's certainly looking for an opportunity uh, once again to prove himself. But he's doing a great job uh, certainly in Atlanta, and and uh, I know he's super excited about about his bunch uh, not only just in game one but but all season long. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. And, of course, again, South Carolina fans, no one coached Sean Elliott very well. We know how fiery of a guy that he is, and we know that he gives 110% to everything that he does with his football program. So let's move on to the defensive side of the ball real quick because from looking at the stats, and I watched some of y'all's highlights from your game at Louisiana this past season, and it seems like this defense sort of runs a bend but don't break kind of style when they're out there on the field. But they found success with that, and part of that is due to your pass rush. I saw, according to Phil Steele, who is a college football pundit and, of course, comes out with his college football, pre- college football preseason magazine every single year, y'all have gotten 73 total sacks over the last two years. So what has led to this pass rushing success in this Nate Fuqua-led defense? Yeah, the biggest thing ultimately, uh, you, you've got attacking from all, all levels, all three levels basically on the defense. Um, it's also a, a very quick defense. This is not going to be an overly huge defensive line or even a front seven, uh, but guys that can really, really move in space. You know, it, uh, Coach Fuqua really likes, you know, you know, especially for his weak side backers, for example, and there's been some conversation this week about it, where he, he goes and finds guys that are safeties in high school or safeties at other schools and, and be able to bring them into that weak side linebacker, that 3-4, where you're going to have a rush end on the strong side, uh, where you have uh, you have Jamil Muhammad, who is a former Vanderbilt uh, quarterback uh, signee there, so an SEC-level, obviously, athlete there. Uh, who's bulked up to 245 pounds and will play that strong side rush end defensive end. Uh, he had six and a half sacks last year. And honestly, one of the better, uh, I think, defensive line groups in the group of five. You have Thomas Gore on the interior there at nose guard. And unfortunately, nose guards don't get a lot of love, right? You're not getting a, a tremendous amount of tackles or sacks, uh, but just allowing the guys behind them, you know, to make plays. And uh, you've got very, you know, senior laden, uh, you know, linebacking crew and Blake Carroll and, and Jordan Vinzial. Um, I, I think you're, you're seeing this, the quickness and a lot of stunts, a lot of pulls, you know, a lot of, a lot of quick slants basically where it's a little bit tougher, you know, they're, they're not used to seeing guys that way. And then on the back third, you know, you've got two seniors basically in Quay White, who, uh, who basically is from the state of South Carolina come, uh, homecoming. You have uh, six, six year senior Jalen Jones there at nickel corner. Uh, you got Bryce Breckley's Brown at, at the other corner. And uh, the guy that I, I always highlight whenever I do any interviews like this or anywhere, uh, but the but the Sunbelt version of the Honey Badger is Tavius Lane. They call him the hit stick. Uh, he, he has the very, very much the same build as Tyron Matthew, about 5'9", about 190 pounds. He's a career leader in interceptions for Georgia State. And uh, if he gets if he gets the his hands on the ball, he takes it back, man. He uh, he, he is a big time constantly around the football, uh, just has a nose and a knack for the football to kind of be that rover and the guy there. Um, and whether it's in pass coverage or, or run support. So 
Uh, they, they've been very solid. And, and you mentioned the bend don't break. I mean, it is. They, they're they're going to run cover two, cover three, uh, you know, really kind of making you drive down the field, making you impatient, making opposing quarterbacks basically make a mistake and, you know, get impatient. And, and again, when, you know, you, you, ultimately your secondary gets better when you have pass rush, your pass rush gets better when your secondary plays uh, solidly. So uh, it, it definitely has been a, a, a good balanced group and a very opportunistic group as well. Uh, the Panthers' offense doesn't turn the ball over a lot, uh, and the Panthers' defense is very good at taking taking the ball away when it presents itself. So um, that's certainly going to be a part of the game plan on Saturday is trying to trying to force turnovers there and w- when they're available and, and use some of the energy of the crowd there to, to its own advantage. Right, and, you know, I've heard a lot about, um, I believe it's Antavius Lane that you mentioned earlier. Uh, it sounds like he's a really, really good football player for y'all. First team, all Sun Belt performer from the 2021 season. And, yeah, you don't get compared to the Honey Badger for nothing. You, 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 If you're getting that kind of comparison, you are a pretty solid football player no matter what level of football you are playing at. As we get into the last segment of today's special Behind Enemy Lines edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, I'm again here with Ben Moore of PantherTalk.com, and I'm so thankful for you, Ben, uh, coming on today's show. I got one final question for you before we head on. Um, Overall, heading into this game, what is one area where you think Georgia State could find success against the Gamecocks, and subsequently, what is one area that could potentially be exploited by South Carolina. Yeah, I think the biggest thing ultimately, as we talked about at the top, is just the, the the rushing game. You know, I know that's the one thing, one area that South Carolina struggled at times last season when they're on the front seven and, and stopping opponents' uh, rushing game. And and, and if the, the Panthers' offensive line can really move move the line of scrimmage and, and get guys out in space, and really Darren Granger as well. You know, he's a very smart quarterback, doesn't turn the ball over a lot. Uh, very, you know very slippery uh, type athlete doesn't he's a little bit more of a long strider kind of get he's not the guy get off the bus you probably want to have first uh, basically at about six four and about 205 uh, but a guy you know that has played a lot of football started his career at Furman you know took his team to against this Georgia State team on the road in his freshman season also went to Virginia Tech Lane Stadium as a freshman and had Furman in that game as well uh, starting five games there for Furman as a freshman comes to Georgia State, takes the keys, and basically is eight and three as a starter in 2021. So uh, he's a guy that really has, you know, that has gotten better at short and intermediate throws. And I think that's one area where he's going to have to hit because I believe that the Gamecock secondary is very solid. Um, you know, when the opportunities obviously pr- present themselves, um, they, he's going to have to hit on those. Um, I think in terms of, you know, an area that I maybe have a little bit of concern, um, there is a new special teams coordinator this season uh, for Coach Elliott. It was an area of emphasis this spring, specifically going out and hiring Coach Arkita Banks um, to to organize and be more organized in the special team side of things. And uh, you, as of right now, you have one guy handling the kick, kick, punt, and kickoff duties. And uh, especially for game one, you, you know, you want those guys. And Michael Hayes is a very solid kicker, very solid performer. But the Panthers have had uh, some some trouble in the kick game, kick coverage game. I know uh, last year at Auburn, they had a kick block for a touchdown, which happened to be Cam Newton's younger brother blocking that kick against the Panthers, which really swayed the momentum in that game. So I think that's the one area where you, you want to see progression and you want to see solid solid play in the kicking game as well. But uh, no, I, you know, again, and then ultimately the secondary. Spencer Rattler's, you know, definitely a big-time passer, and when he gets it going, uh, he can be one of the best in the country. And that's, that's something the Panthers are going to have to deal with, and there's got to be some game plans and some you know, disguised looks there as well for him in order to to have some success. But uh, definitely looking forward to uh, 
to not talking about it anymore and actually seeing it happen uh, here on Saturday. And we're just a few days away, thankfully. Yeah, sure. And, you know, this is honestly, from a Gamecock fan's perspective, I think this is one of the more hyped up opening games that South Carolina has had in recent years. And again, that just speaks to just how much this Georgia State football program has progressed. And really appreciate Ben Moore once again coming on today's show, providing us a lot of insight into what we can expect from this Georgia State Panthers football team on on Saturday night in williams Bryce Stadium. Ben, thank you once again for coming on to the show. Um, for those who may be interested in seeing how Georgia State does this year, uh, where can they follow you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ben more 24-7 on Twitter and most social media platforms. Uh, do run panthertalk.com. Been fortunate enough to cover Georgia State football since practice number one in 2009. Um, you know, we, we, we have a, I have a great staff, blessed to have guys that will be in the, in, in the media uh, box there, Williams-Brice, taking pictures down on the field as well. Uh, it's my first first trip to Williams-Brice. I'm excited to get there and see what it's all about. But, uh, no, you can we, – we cover recruiting football, basketball, uh, recover, basically cover recruiting for a decade and a half uh, in the state of Georgia and around it. And uh, so so we, we do cross paths, obviously, with uh, the South Carolina staff and SEC staff. I see them around because they recruit down here in the state of Georgia and Metro Atlanta as well. So, uh, yeah, appreciate you having me on, Andrew, and, and uh, appreciate the shout-out for sure. Once again, I can't thank Ben Moore enough for joining me on today's show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast to discuss what Georgia State is going to be bringing to this matchup against South Carolina this coming Saturday night. So what are y'all's thoughts on what he had to say? How do you feel about South Carolina's matchup against Georgia State now that you have gotten some insight from somebody who knows the program so much better than I ever could? I want to hear all of y'all's thoughts on today's interview down below in the comment section if you're watching this on YouTube. But of course, if you're listening to today's show on an audio podcast app, wherever you get your podcast daily, you can also feel free to shoot me a message at a line underscore SC on Twitter, and I'll be sure to respond to any replies or comments that you have for me as quickly as I see them. And again, I appreciate all of you for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview for 2022. This is an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season, combine the thoughts and analysis of local team experts and the NFL insiders of the Locked On Podcast Network. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. But with that being said, y'all, that does it for me on today's show. Hope that y'all have a great rest of your Thursday. We're only two days away from kicking off 2022 football season in Williams-Brice. I'll catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.